we appreciate you, we magnify. We celebrate your majesty. We are proud of you. And we say we love you. It doesn't matter what is going on in our environment or what is confronting and we are confronted right now. We just say we love you. Because we know it's a moment and it's a matter of time that you, the Lord God, will help us to prevail. Thank you for giving us victory in advance. Thank you for giving us that victory over every battle in advance. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, we pray that, Lord, you will breath on your word. You will minister to your people. Daddy, please meet their expectation today. Exceed their expectation. Anoint my lips to speak your mind. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Please have your seat. God bless you. Good morning and welcome to this special service. It's a good service. It's a good day. And I want to tell you that God is ready to visit, to bless, and to change your life. And I'm praying that today, as you listen, and as you obey, and as you receive, your life will never remain the same again in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew chapter 10, verse 30. Matthew chapter 10, verse 30. I'm going to be speaking and exalting us this morning on the topic, God knows. God knows everything. God knows God understands what you are going through. God knows. God understands what I'm going through. He knows. That difficult situation that you cannot share with me, with your friends, with your parents, God knows. Whatever you are going through that you think is the end of the world, He knows. What you are passing through now that seems as if the whole world is going to collapse, God knows about it. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 10, verse 30, but the very ears of your head are all numbered. If the very ears of your head are numbered, and God can number the ears of my head, then God knows every bit of my situations and my problems. They are not new to him. He understands, and he knows what to do with them. Hallelujah. You see, sometimes as children of God, we feel God is silent and not responding to our situation. He's not responding to our cry. We feel sometimes so miserable. We feel so uncomfortable. We feel sometimes so neglected. I don't know if you have been there. When I was a youth and I was a child, even when I lost my parents at my earliest age of my life, I had people around me, but I still feel lonely. I felt that something out of me has left my life. And I began to ask myself, I've heard about God, even though I was not born again. Where is this God in this matter? And everybody keeps encouraging me, don't worry, things will be better. How can things be better when I'm feeling lonely? When everybody has gone home, I'm alone seated, the thought will come. When I'm sleeping, when I wake up, the thought will always come. I don't know if you have been there before, but I want to assure you this morning that whatever you are going through, God knows about it. No, the Bible tells us in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 1, I will read the story of a lady, a woman that went through a lot of hard and difficult situations. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 5 to 6. We all know the story very well. I'll just paraphrase it. We all know the husband married two wives. 
one had so many children and the other, the first wife, Hannah, had none. She was believing God for a child. Now, to tell you that God knows, listen to this. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 5, verse 6, But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord did what? Shut up her womb. So, there are times that the battle we are fighting, we are not even fighting against the devil. We are not even fighting against the enemy because God is involved and it's for a reason. Now, Hannah and the husband never had a clue that it was God that deliberately shut the womb of Hannah for a reason and for a purpose. In verse 6, the Bible tells us and our adversary, sometimes because we are going through our issues and people doesn't understand what we are going through, they provoke us, they mock us, they call us name, have been there before. A son, a boy without parents, they are not saying it, but you can see the look on your face. Sometimes people are not saying anything, but their look and their attitude to you can point direct, directly to your problem. The woman with the issue of blood. Blind man, bad news. Can you imagine? The lame man by the pool. So they, they tied their problem with their names. But I want to assure you, God knows. He does understand. And the Bible says, and her adversary also provoked her so. They never knew God was involved. Listen, God is involved in your matter. Amen. Let anybody provoke and be angry against you. It doesn't matter. For as long as God is involved, it's a matter of time. You are going to come out better. Amen. And it says, the adversary provoked her so for to make her fret. Because, again, listen to this. The Lord had what? Shut up her womb. Sir, what do you do in a situation you don't know what to do? What do you do in a situation where you have prayed? Like Hannah, the husband. You remember that the Bible says she will always go to Shiloh every year. Shiloh means it's a mountain. It's a place of prayer. It's a place where people gathered every season and anniversary to pray, to fast, to request from God. They do that. Every one of us, we attend crusades. You come to church on Sundays, Bible studies, Friday prayer meeting, you are there. But then, that problem still remains. God knows. God is involved. <laughs> Sir, you are a child of God. You are going through that odds. God is involved in that matter. The Bible says, and the Lord shut up her womb for a reason, for a purpose, for a testimony. We all know that our God is not a wicked God. We all know, we can testify that God is good all the time, isn't it? We all know that God is kind. God is full of mercy and compassion. We all know that God is able to give Hannah many children. But you see, whenever you are going through a situation that you don't understand, please don't fret. Turn to God and ask God, Sir, 
Don't be ashamed. And don't be afraid to go to your father to ask questions. Many of us, we are too spiritual. We are even afraid to confront God. And we will say maybe we are, we, are, we are confessing negatively. Confess negatively before your father is your God. Tell him the way you feel. Tell him, God, this thing, I don't like it. Help me. Lord, this is affecting my faith. What do I do? Lord, my spirit is going down. I'm going down the drain. Help me. When you are with your father, be naked. Be truthful. So God knows. God not shot a womb. Now let me just ask you this question. Now, what do you do in this situation when you don't know that God is involved? What do you do when you think it is the enemy that is attacking your finance, attacking your family, but unknown to you, it is God that is setting you up for promotion. You don't know. What do you do? There are so many things you can do. Number one, you can choose to resign. Resignation. And said, yes, Lord, I accept it. Hey, Sarah, Sarah, it's my Lord, as we used to say. I will carry my cross. There is no cross for you to carry. Jesus has carried your cross. What cross do you want to carry again? Do you want to lead Jesus to the cross? I will carry my cross. No. Jesus has carried that cross. Some of us will recite to faith. Whatever it will be, let it be. I agree with you. For some people, what are they going to do? They ignore the matter. They pretend as if it's not existing. That is even worse. When something is existing and you pretend, it's a matter of time. The situation will confront you when you don't want. They ignore. Some will even tune to the TV, watch the TV to clear their head. Some will go to Turkey, they will go to Libya, they will go to Dubai. They will say they are going on holiday just to clear their hair. By the time they return three weeks after, the same situation and the problem is where? It's still there. But God knows. But for someone like Hannah, you can hand it over to God. You can choose to trust God in prayer. You can choose to trust God in fasting. And you consistently remind God of his promise through your petition in his presence by faith. Acts chapter 15, verse 18. The Bible tells us very clearly in Acts chapter 15, verse 18, and Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. I will read Acts chapter 15, verse 18. The Bible says, known unto God are all what is works. From when? From the beginning of the world. You know, this is very deep. There is a beginning of a beginning. The world you see and the heaven you see is the one you can see with your physical eyes. There is a beginning of a beginning. The beginning of a beginning is where God starts to manifest his works in your life. He has concluded everything. So everything you are doing right now 
is you are playing a drama in the world. In the beginning of the beginning, everything has been concluded. For few of us that are going to own so many companies, that are going to employ so many staffs, it has been concluded in the beginning of the beginning of the world. But for such people, they will go through, they will work for people, they will labor, they will toil, and it will look as if nothing is happening. But in the beginning of the beginning, God had made them to become MDs and directors. But guess what? At the end, they will become what God had made them at the beginning of the beginning. So, known unto God, God knows everything that is going on and that we are going through. Revelations chapter 1, verse 8. Revelations chapter 1, verse 8 tells us about God. He said, don't you know that I'm the Alpha and I'm the Omega? I am the beginning and the end, says the Lord. Who is and who was and who is to come? The Almighty. That is who God is. So God understands what you are going through. God understands what I'm going through. Let me tell you three facts and then we'll pray. Number one, God will never reveal the complete picture of your life experience to you. He will never tell you you are going to become a king overnight. He will never show you the picture of a prime minister like Joseph. He can only show you in a dream and tell you things will happen. But God will never tell you the time. God will never tell you when. God will never tell you how. God will never tell you the position. And that is why the Bible tells us in the book, book of Romans. It says, why we walk by faith and not by sight. So whatever you are going through now, Please be aware that we are children of God. We have to walk by faith because God understands. He's taking us through a journey. He's taking us through a process. We are going to arrive at our various destination by the help of God because God knows. Number two, God sometimes keeps us waiting for us to pray. So that he will draw us closer to himself. How did I manage to be a Christian, a believer? It was something that pushed me to Christ. Because I knew that if I didn't have somebody to take care of my life and my destiny, I would be a wasted generation. Already my parents are gone. So there was no support system for me. Let me use that word. I was looking for a support system. So I was just, in my mind, I needed something stronger than men to help me in my situation that I can trust, not people that will just tell me and promise me and they will do things for me and then they will fail. So I was just searching in my head, who can I trust in life? Who can I depend on? Who can I rely on? Families have failed me. Friends have let me down. The system, the government is not something I should think about. I'm alone in the world. What do I do? Then God showed up and I embraced Jesus. 
Unknown to me, God was planning and setting me up to become a pastor. I didn't know. He pushed me in the place of prayer. And as the Lord will have, have it, the Holy Spirit took me to a man, a prophet, to train me. I pray you will not end up to be a son of a prophet. Prophets are wicked people. Terrible hostile. People that will make you to fast 21 days without food and water. And then they will not show compassion. A prophet that will stand 72 hours and he will tell you you are not praying and he's still standing three days. A prophet that will be on the mountain and will tell you if result does not come, we are not leaving this mountain. God pushed me and I didn't know God was setting me up for future. I knew how to pray. I was taught how to fast. I don't depend on food and water again because of my problem. I didn't know God was setting me up to become a minister. It was a journey. How did it start? Lost my parents at my early age, looking for somebody, looking for a support. Then God pushed me into the life of a prophet to train me. And here am I today, a minister and a pastor. It was a journey, sir. I didn't know. If God had told me that you are going to be a pastor, I will rebuke it, I will reject it with all my reins. Pastor, where are the pastors in the world to help me? They didn't help me. That is the first question I will ask. But God knows. He does understand. Whatever you are going through now, I want to tell you God knows. He knows it. Number three, God controls times and season, just like Hannah. He knows the best season that will bring glory to his name. Listen, not all testimonies that we share brings glory to God. Some testimonies are for our own edification. When we hear people share testimony, praise God. And I ask myself, where is God in this? It's your effort, it's your, it's your making. But the real testimony, you can see it, like Hannah, waiting for God for how many years? Provoked to soul. Everybody sees it, we all know. This woman is trusting God. And she tells herself, only you, God, can answer. When you get to a situation where people's opinion and their contributions and whatever they are saying against you does not matter, God is about to show up for you. But when you are still in the situation, you still consider people's opinion. You are still mindful of what they are going to talk and say about me. You are not ready yet. Because anytime God wants to do something, he doesn't summon men to meet him. He takes decision by himself. Because he's alone by himself. Nobody can judge him. Nobody can query him. He's the one, the Bible says, that takes a slave to become a king. How do you imagine an illegal immigrant like Joseph? To become a prime minister in a strange land. It is God. So anytime God is trying to set you up, it's a process. Don't mind what people are saying. People will always say, you do well, they will say. You are not doing well, they will say. If you stay in the middle, they will talk. You wear good dress, they will talk. If you dress shabbily, they will talk. The day you don't wear good dress, they will talk. Why don't you do what God asks you to do? 
God knows. He knows the best time and the season. Then finally, God sometimes preserves and reserves the best to the last to fulfill his purpose. We all know the story of Hannah. The Bible tells us when God gave Hannah Samuel and Hannah gave it back to God, Second Samuel, he said, for God has given me this and I've lent it back to God. The Bible records in Second Samuel to the end and the Bible says, and God added more children, many, seven, unto Hannah. The best. Now, not only that, do you know the reason why God shut the womb of Anna? The reason was because God knew that the children of Eli were going to mess up and fumble. So God was delaying the birth of Samuel that was going to take over from the prophet Eli. Eli was already old. If Ophniah and Phineas were to take over from their father, they would not fulfill God's purpose. So God had to delay the birth of Samuel for some years through Hannah. Because if Samuel should come early, he might not fulfill that purpose. If he comes so late, he might not fulfill that purpose. So there is an appointed time that God has set that Samuel must be born. At this age, he must learn under the tutelage of Eli. And because he's going to take over from Eli. So, God shut the womb of that woman for his glory and for his own glory alone. Whatever you are going through now is for the glory of God. It's for his own glory. Stand up on your feet because God knows. I want you to lift up your hands and just tell God as from now, oh God, I will depend on you. God bless you. Good afternoon and uh, you're welcome to the second service. Praise God. The first service we shared about God knows and we took a test. Matthew chapter 10 verse 30 where Jesus said the numbers of your head, they are all known by God. This second service I'm going to be sharing also God hears your cry. God hears your cry. Psalm 18 verse 16 the book of David Psalm 18 verse 16 the Bible says he sent from above and he took me he drew me out of many waters he delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me for they were too strong for me and that is David there God hears your cry. If you think God is not mindful of you, I want to change that understanding this afternoon. That even when you sneeze, even when you cough, even when you cry, even when you are quiet, God does hears everything that you are doing and he understands. We'll take our test and our reading from the book of Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, I will read verse 41 and 42. Then I will jump to 51 and 56. Luke chapter 8, verse 41. And behold, there came a man named Jairus. And he was a ruler of the synagogue. 
And he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him and called him that he would come into his house. For he had only one daughter, about 12 years of age, and she lay a dying. But as he went, the people thronged him. The scripture tells us of a man, a powerful man, probably you can call uh, a prime minister or one of the ministers in the government or a counselor who, according to the scripture, have only one daughter as a child. And the devil is about to snatch the only one See how wicked the devil is. If you have many, and yet the devil wants to take one. He had only one. And the Bible tells us that the daughter was laying dying. And you can see how precious that daughter, how important that daughter can be to the father. Because that is their only child. A parents will do everything and anything to protect that child, being the only daughter. But the Bible tells us that the man approached Jesus and said, Jesus, I have this problem. My wisdom cannot solve it. My capacity, my position, my influence cannot solve this matter. What do I do? In verse 51, to verse 56 the bible says and when he came into the house of the rich uh, the, the the ruler he suffered no man to go in except peter james and john and the father and the mother of the maiden and all wept and bewailed her but he said weep not she's not dead what she's not what She's already lying on the floor, dead, Jesus. But she slipped. Verse 53. And they laughed Jesus to scorn, knowing that she was dead already. And he put them all out. You know, association of mourners. Association of town criers. You know, in those days, they rent people that will help them to cry. Whenever they need people to cry. They will, yeah, they have them. They will go to houses to help them to mourn and to cry. It's a practice in those days. So they have that association. Whenever bad things happen, they have those collective people who have formed an association to mourn. That is their own duty. <laughs> so they were mourning, they were crying, they were wailing. He, 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 he. And Jesus said, I don't need your tears. I don't need your help. You have cried enough. Please take them out. And he took them out. Don't spoil my faith. I need James, Peter, and John. People that will strengthen my faith. People that will not discourage me when I'm praying. You know, sometimes when you look at some situation, sometimes your faith will start to shake and say, can this be like a dry bone? But guess what? When you are surrounded with men and women of faith, you will not see that problem. Because what they do is they encourage you. Even though that problem is still there, they challenge your faith, they, they motivate you and tell you, God can do it. God has done it before. 
don't look at that dry bone don't look at that dead bone don't look at that dead womb don't look at that dead business god has done it before let us pray those are the people you must surround your life with not association of mourners and mockers so the bible tells us in verse 54 when they love jesus to come and he put them all out and took their took her who was dead by hand and called saying made arise and her spirit came again and she arose straight away and he commanded to give her meat and her parents were astonished but he charged them that they should tell no man what he has done god still hears every cry every weeping he does he does sometimes we just go through situation that is hopeless and we really don't know what to do after we have cried we have wailed, we have done everything we come back to our normal senses we just keep quiet we don't know what to do but god understands he hears your cry those weeping in the corner of your room he knows those crying that you do that you don't want nobody else to see you because they will say you are weak god knows God understands that you are not weak. You are only expressing your feelings. God knows. He hears your cry. But I want to tell you something. In the moment where you have that situation, you have a choice to do so many things. Number one, you can choose to cry. <laughs> you can choose to cry and express your feelings and emotion because you are tired, you are exhausted, and you don't know what to do. Guess what? It is okay to cry. Crying doesn't make you weak. You are not weak when you cry. The Bible tells us the shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept. Even my father in heaven, he cried. So crying doesn't make you a weak man. Who says men don't cry? When you see a man that is so bold and so, you say, ah, I am this, I'm that, I don't cry. It's a lie. Sometimes when they are alone in their car, they park by the sideway when nobody is there. They cry the weep before they get to the house and they take their handkerchief, they clean their face. Men do cry. I cry. I've once cried. I told you my story last month when we were doing the Thanksgiving and I just oh, was overwhelmed. When I think back and I look back what God did and I've done and is still doing in the church, in my life and my family, I didn't know when I busted into tears on my bed and I was sobbing and the cry was coming up. Then I knew that my wife had quickly turned my side to the other side of the bed so that she wouldn't know I was crying. Then she woke up and said, are you okay? I couldn't answer. I couldn't clean my face so that she would not see me crying because she would ask a question. Why are you crying? The question is this. How do I express to her why I'm crying? I can't. So sometimes you cry not because you, just, you are just overwhelmed. It's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. But I want to tell you, crying will not solve the problem. After you've cried, you clean your face, you do everything. Reality will dawn on you. The problem is still there. So you can do that, you can cry. It's okay to cry. 
Number two, what other people can do is you can choose to be quiet and bottle it up. You know, man, not say a word to God. I remember when I lost my mom. That was my mom that first died. I didn't understand. I was so young. I couldn't cry. When people were crying, I didn't know, have a reason. I even asked my uncle, why are they crying? He said, you, that is your mom. I said, I said, so what? I didn't understand. I didn't know that I was saving my days of weeping. The day he turned on me in my hostel, in the higher institution, a brother came inside my room and he saw the way I slept on the bed. You want to know someone that has lost his armor? I can tell you. This is the way they sleep. Fold their legs and like that. I see they are still in their mother's womb. You know why? They are missing their mom. Watch anyone that is sleeping like that. That's the way they, that's the way I slept. Then the brother looked at me. He said, have you lost your mom? Then I cried. I said, how did you know? He said, as a psychologist, we know by their emotion, the way they sleep. It shows they are missing. It's as if they are, you know, when a baby is still in the womb, the way they, they, they fold and they are, they are cuddled. So they want a cuddled, but they just cuddle themselves on the bed. Ask my wife the way I sleep. I, I fold my leg and I will sleep like a baby. So I was missing my mom. I didn't know. Then I cried. It dawned on me that I've missed something. So we can cry. You don't need to bottle. Some will bottle it up. Some will not say a word. You know, some wants to be polite with God. They don't want God to know their feelings. Some will even stay alone. They don't, eh, I don't want to be negative. But God, you know, eh, they are talking to God, though, and God can hear. Listen, say the way it is. God, I'm tired. God, I don't know where to turn to. God, you can see me. I'm so weak. I need your strength. I just don't know what to do. I just need you now. You are alone with your father. Don't pretend. Don't bottle it up. No, we want to be polite. We don't want to offend God with our speech. You know, they will tell us we are not spiritual. You can't be spiritual than the Holy Spirit. You understand? And some of us sometimes, even right before God, we will go before God and we will pretend. Do you know that even the word that you are not saying, God can hear? He knows your heart. He knows what your thought is without saying it. So don't bottle it up. Number three, you can choose to run to God for help and have faith like that rich ruler who understands that Jesus can change the situation. The Bible says with God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing is hopeless. I know you can ask me and say, Pastor, you are preaching that with God all things are possible. Why is it that I'm still going through that situation? It is a matter of time. You are going through a season and you are going through a process. Who will ever imagine that a Joseph who had a dream will become a prime minister, an illegal immigrant in a foreign land? It never dawned on Joseph how God will make it happen. God never showed him the picture of his destination. He didn't do that. So for almost 13 years of Joseph's life, Joseph was walking in the wilderness of life. From one trouble to another. From the brethren 
that sold him into slavery. He moved to Potiphar, thinking all is well. God, I'm delivered. You share the testimony today. Another devil will come another month to attack you. Then you go on with that in the process. You are delivered. You share another testimony. Another demon will come and attack you. You share the testimony. Do you know that the life we live is a life of faith? As a Christian. So God understands and God hears your prayer. Christ. Psalm 34 verse 7. 17. Psalm 34 verse 17. The Bible says, The righteous cry, and the Lord did what? He heareth him and delivered them out of all their troubles. So, God knows and can hear your cry and is going to deliver you out of your troubles in Jesus' name. Isaiah 65 verse 24. Isaiah 65 verse 24. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah 65 verse 24, and it shall come to pass that before they call, before they cry, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. I pray for you that before any battle will come, God will give you victory in Jesus' name. God hears your cry. Now let's listen to these facts. Number one, you need to understand that miracles and solutions to your needs can only come from God, not from man. It will come through man. It will only come from God. John 3, 27. The Bible says, A man shall receive nothing except it be given to him from above, not from abroad. Miracle and solution to your needs can only come from God. God is not deaf to your cry. He can hear. He hears your cry. He knows every time you are in pain and you are in distress. God knows. Jesus had been there before. He was bruised. He was chastised. They put a thorn of crown on his head. For that migraine and headache that you are going through, Jesus had paid the price. You know, they put a nail on his hands, both hands. For that arthritis and rheumatism, that is about to attack you. Jesus had paid for it. Then afterward, the Bible says to confirm that he was dead, they took a spear to test him and they shook and they put that spear in his stomach. The Bible said, and blood and water came out. For anybody that have any abdominal problem or internal disorder, Jesus had paid the price for that. He has paid it all. He has settled it for you and I. So he knows Jesus had been in pain before. Jesus has been in distress before. He understands. God hears your cry. Number three, only God have the final say. The final say and authority over every situation is God. Sir, for as long as you are still living, if you can pray, something can happen, sir. For as long as the word of God is alive and you are still serving the living God, don't give up. For as long as you can trust God and you have people around you that can pray and you have faith, something great and good can still happen. I have witnessed blind eyes being opened. Real miracles. 
I have witnessed in the camp where wheelchairs, people are seated and they stand up and they are walking in our lifetime. I have seen barren people that they have removed their womb, confirmed by the doctors, and yet they gave a testimony of what God did and God gave them children. God is the one that have the final say, not man. Number four, God will allow us to pray fast, trust him, and after all the exercise, then God will show up with his uh, miracles. Sometimes, you know, our needs, when we are too comfortable, comfort is good, but excessive comfort is bad. It's good to have good houses. It's good to have good cars. It's good to have many children around you. It's good to be surrounded with good people. It's good to have money in your account. It's good to live well because, you know, Jesus had paid for that. Psalm 24 verse 1 says, The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. But sometimes, if those wealth and all your possession are going to become an idol, believe you me, there will be a clash of interest between you and God. There will be a fight. God said in the book of Leviticus, Thou shalt not worship any other God apart from me. So sometimes God will push us to pray. God will push us to fast. God will push us to church. God will push you to pastors. God will push you to where you will cry, you will pray on your own and fast. Because he knows that the appointed time is far approaching. So there is need for you to understand that sometimes God will allow us to pray fast and trust him. After all the exercise, God hears your cry. There is surely an end to every experience in life like the daughter of that ruler. Your tears in the closet, your crying is never forever. I want to tell you that there is an end to every problem. The daughter was dead and hopeless situation, but Jesus appeared and life was restored. I prophesy into every head, every womb, every family, every finances and marriage today that life will be transformed and will be released into your life, into your finance, into your womb, into your brain, in the name of Jesus. God hears your cry. That problem, that hard or difficult experience you are going through is known to God. God hears your cry. Even at the darkest period of your life, when you are alone, when you are going through your wilderness experience, God does understand and God hears your cry. Psalm 30 verse 5. The book of Psalm 30 verse 5. The Bible says for his anger endured for but for a moment. In his favor is life. Says weeping may endure for how long? For a night. But joy. I said joy. Somebody is about to receive joy. Joy is about to come into your home. Joy is about to come into your family. I said joy is about to come into your life. But joy cometh when? In the morning. This is your morning time. 
This is your time of joy. It is your time of celebration. It is your time of jubilation. An end has come to that weeping. An end has come to that cry. An end has come to that struggle. An end has come to every problem and hard situation you are going through. Because God knows and God hears your cry. And he has choose to favor you. Like that daughter, 12 years old, that was destroyed and killed by the enemy. So there is hope for you. And there is life for you. For as long as you believe God, there is hope for you. Stand up on your feet because God hears your cry. He understands what you are going through. It is not finished with you yet. God has not finished with you. You are not a finished product. God is still in the process of taking you to the top. Oh yes, he has not finished with you yet. This is just your starting point. That miracle, that breakthrough, that child, that precious desire that you trust God for, you are going to receive it in the name of Jesus. Weeping may endure it for a night. Put an end to that weeping. Stop crying. Focus on God. The Bible says we live by faith and not by sight. As from now on, hold on to God. God, it is you and I alone, not a bad man. I know I trust you. You will not disappoint me. God cannot disappoint you and God will not disappoint you. You have come before Mount Zion. The Bible says upon Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. And the children of CRA, they shall possess their possession. You will possess your possession. You will possess your wealth. You will possess your children. You will possess that business. You will possess that child. In the name of Jesus. The time for God to show forth in your life is now. It is not tomorrow. Your miracle is now. You will receive that miracle. You will receive that breakthrough. You will receive a turnaround. A turnaround blessing in your family, in your finances, in your life. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says surely there is an end. An end has come to that hard situation. An end has come to that waiting. An end has come to that difficult situation. That disorder, that sickness and disease in your body. An end has come to them today in the name of Jesus. Jesus will give you a new life. A new brain. A new womb. A new hope. A new life. In the name of Jesus. God hears your cry. He does. <laughs> he does. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. God does hear. Every tears that come out of your eyes, God knows. And that same God by his angels will wipe away your tears today in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We worship you because of your word. We ask, oh God, that you put an end.